Welcome to this week's Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, discussing all things FIFA World Cup and what an amazing tournament it has been, full of surprises, so many ups and downs. And yeah, we're almost at the halfway mark now and at the business end. And um, yeah, to discuss things with me is the ever-present Chadley Nagel, as always. Chad, how are you feeling about the World Cup? Uh, I'm good. Uh, mm-hmm. Very excited because we've reached uh, the knockout stages. So it's entertaining from here on. Yeah, uh, just to paint some visuals. More entertaining, actually. To paint some visuals to our listeners. Um, Chad is in his Brazil shirt today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of optimism coming from that end of the studio. But, uh, yeah, Desh is also in studio, Desh Patab. Uh, Desh, our listeners have been quite interested in what you've been saying recently um, so many stats and facts and very insightful uh, comments from your side. So glad that you're back this week. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, I think uh, that's something that people out there look for, you know, mm-hmm. especially our punters. So mm-hmm. I do hope that it is a value added service that you guys make use of. And uh, keep an eye on Netherlands. I did call them at the <laughs> beginning. And uh, they're still going strong into the round of 16. Should we should we start with that fixture? The Netherlands against the Americans Saturday. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, Netherlands. Desh, I do get what you're saying. Desh, um, Netherlands rather. Uh, they have been quite solid, um, but there was that one game where I was like, mm, okay, maybe against tougher opposition, they they could have got hurt here. Um, but against the USA, um, how do you think they're going to fare? Mm. I think the game that you're referring to is the opening fixture against yeah, Senegal. Senegal yeah. They were very slow, very um, didn't look themselves, didn't look like they oh, were Ecuador there. Ecuador as well. Ah, uh, mm. yeah. So, um, but in my in my preview and in my um, my initial dialogue, I did mention Cody Gakpo, and um, I thought the Lucht will be having a better tournament than it is. Yeah. But I think with Gakpo, mm-hmm. I hit the nail on the head there. Man has got three goals from yeah. just three shots on target in the World mm-hmm. Cup. Is, is he the player of the tournament of the World Cup for you so far? Definitely. Is I've, it? I've been on the Gakpo bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Premier League Club has been scouting him yeah. before this. And he's definitely... If I he think you're Premier League Club. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind having him in the Everton attire. Um, but if you actually look at the Netherlands... Um, 11, the front line haven't opened their account. Yeah. Gakpo has been stealing the headlines, but yeah. really, Depay should have... You, so you think there's more to, to see from this Netherlands team? Yeah. I think um, I think they will start coming in, mm-hmm. and it could be in this game. You know, it's against the USA, not a football powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Could be a relatively um, easier... Battle, if it is, mm. I mean, obviously, all yeah. due respect to the USA for coming yeah. to to the World Cup, but also making it out of the group, mm-hmm. very, very, um, you know, caps off to them. Um, but yeah, I can see a Netherlands win in this one. A easy fiction, the round of sixteen at the biggest stage of the yeah. tournament. No, yeah, that I, that I, doesn't. I think I, I disagree. I, yeah. I definitely agree with uh, USA not being, uh, you know, a football powerhouse. Um, but I do think that this is the most exciting. USA side that we've seen probably mm. at least know, over the I've last twelve seen. years. Yeah, um, you know, like before they were, they were just they were they were like you know they probably had just like one one or two guys like a Landon Donovan, uh, Clint Dempsey, Clint Dempsey. But you know Somehow now the team is you know they've got quite a bit of talent in their side from from Dest. They've got um, you know Christian Pulisic who's been 
one of the players of the tournament so far, yeah. in Tyler my Adams. opinion. Uh, you know, they've got Reina uh, uh-huh. from Dortmund. They've got they've got a talented side. Yeah, and I and I think they have a coach who uh, in you know who who's just who has an approach to games where. You know, they, they, they fearless. They have this yeah. never say die attitude. And there's a reason that America are unbeaten in the, in, in, in the World Cup so far. Yeah. I, I feel like when I watch this USA team, and I don't know what you guys think about it, but even when you look at Americans in the Premier League, like Chad, you mentioned Christian Pulisic, um, Tyler Adams, and, um, I think his name is Brendan Aronson from Leeds. They also in the squad. Yeah. And even Jesse Marsh as a coach, I'm sensing a bit of, I just look at them and I see, like shadows of Germany and how the Germans press and how Klopp, uh, you know, utilizes his tactics, whether it be for Liverpool or back in the day in uh, um, Dortmund. I just seem, I just think there's so much high intensity with this USA team. And Des, you mentioned the Netherlands attackers. I feel like the Netherlands defenders could be hard at work here. Um, it could look against England. They actually had more shots. Mm. Yeah. Than, than England. There's yeah. 10, 10 shots for to the USA. And Matt Turner, Arsenal the, goalkeeper as well. Yeah, so they do have, um, they're capable of creating chances mm. and, um, you know, like, yeah. may, mm. but maybe not finding the back of the nets. Yeah. And that could, could be something that um, they need to work on, could be their demise. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to see what happens, but I think, yeah. I think it's the Netherlands. I can, I can see Netherlands progressing in this one. Yeah, I think uh, Deschamps was just you know talking about um, the, comparing the the shots, the amount of goal scoring opportunities, ten shots uh, opposed to um, eight from England, and uh, not not only that, I think the clear the the, the best cho- chance of the game fell to uh, mm-hmm. USA Christian Pulisic when he hit the post. Yeah. So they looked the more threatening, uh, and I just feel like they are they they. They know that they're underdogs mm-hmm. going into this game, but they, that's a, that's a tag that they will, they'll probably look to, um, probably use it to their advantage yeah. because they, I love I the way they, they thrive play. on this. Yeah. I, I, they do thrive in the, uh, on the underdog tag. And I think that they play with the brand of football that's exciting to watch. It's fluid. It's quick. Mm-hmm. It's uh, effective. And I also think they are, they, they've, they're grafters as well. You yeah. know, they, they're willing to get stuck in. And I just love how fearless they are. They have this, this um, like we don't respect our opponents type yeah. of way of, of playing where it's just gung ho mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Netherlands have all the quality in their side, but the, the players like Depay who haven't come to the party, um, uh, De Jong, yes, he scored, but you know, he's capable of so much better. There's a couple of players that really have to bring their A game because I, I honestly feel like if they don't, is it's it going to be trouble. Is there too many question marks going into the sound of 16 fixture then for Netherlands? <laughs> Look, so many, there, he there, needs to improve. There's, there's certain, certainly questions for me uh, of whether they are the real deal mm-hmm. um, or, 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 or is this building for the next uh, big thing. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like at the same time, credit to them, they've topped their group um, without breaking a sweat. Yeah. And I think that, you know, most sides that can do that and, and win games without, we normally say the teams that win without playing their best continuously, that's yeah. the make of champions. Mm-hmm. So credit to them. Uh, who goes through? Because they should saying Netherlands. <coughs> you know, uh, uh, Netherlands are the the bookies' favorite, uh, the much fancied side. And and looking at the quality, they've got players that play across uh, 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 Europe Europe's finest clubs. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like 
the U- the Americans have you know have a lot of fight in them. Like I said, they've they've got a never say die attitude. Yeah. I think that they can take the the game two extra time, and who knows what happens from there. But I'm gonna go for a draw. Um, I just want to build on your point about um, what are fighting them. I actually um, looked at the numbers. They've committed 40 fouls across the three fixtures. That doesn't surprise me at all. Mm, 15, yeah. 15, and 10. That doesn't surprise um, me at all. And they are still yet to lose a game. Yeah. Undefeated. Yeah. They they were hard done by Gareth Bale. I think he scored a penalty yeah. late in the game, yeah. over 80 minutes. So the numbers um, doesn't tell the full story, but I'm expecting a dogfight against Netherlands. I think... Maybe a scrappy one all yeah. to either yeah. side, but I think it's Netherlands. The winner of that fixture will play, uh, of course, the winner between Argentina and Australia. Dish, how do you see that one fitting? Um, for me, I'm happy Messi is in the headlines mm-hmm. for the right reasons. Uh, man's got three goal involvements in his three outings. Just, could have been far. more. Yeah, could have been more. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, only Kylian Mbappe has taken more shots than Messi has in the World Cup. Thus far at the time of recording. Mm. However, it's Messi that has registered the most shots on target. So he does have his shooting boots on him, I'm and sure. And Cody Gakpo's been better than both Messi and, <laughs> and Mbappe. <laughs> I'm, I'm just clearing up something. I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> but yeah, for me, um, I'm not an Argentina fan. Mm-hmm, but yeah. I'm, it's good to see Messi doing the most for his country. For football. Yeah. Um, I'm, I must be honest, I'm quite... quite um, Surprised to see how everything unfolded for Argentina. I mean, you know, it looked like they were in danger of even progressing to the latter stages, to mm-hmm. the knockout stages. And now we see they topped the group. Not only have they topped the group, but they've, with all due respect to Australia, they've earned themselves a favorable draw in the knockout stages. And I think it could be written in the stars. It looks like, uh, you know, like the, the football gods, so to say, are in favor of Messi. And, and, and it looks like everything's going for Argentina right now because even when things are going against them, results are going against them, it looks like just like they just have luck on their side. And I think you need that in a tournament um, like mm-hmm. the World Cup. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of sides uh, that have won, whether it's the Champions League, the World Cup, uh, Europa League, all these big trophies, they've won. They've had a little bit of luck on their side when you look back. Yeah. And I just think that Argentina have that now, and we know that they have the quality. Mm. It's just a matter of, um, you know, everyone gelling together and, like, using that opening defeat as, you know, as an opportunity to, like, to really, as a wake-up call. Because mm. we remember 2010 when Spain lost their opening game, they still went on all the way. That defeat against Switzerland spurred them on. And and when we saw them uh, uh, improve as as each game went on, I think Argentina will be hoping it's the same for them. We know that they have a quality side. Uh, they've got top players. Lionel Messi, sure, he's the GOAT. But there's other players like uh, Alvarez from Manchester City who scored a fantastic goal mm-hmm. in the last game. So I think this is this is the game of, of, of the out of all the round of 16 fixtures of the eight. I think this is the... This is the one where I'm so confident to say that Argentina make easy pickings of Australia. Des Chad made some good points about, you know, there's nothing wrong with losing your first game, yes. And it's how you pick up from there and how you continue to improve throughout the tournament. I suppose it tells two sides of the story because that could be (coughs) motivation for Australia as well. They've got smashed by France uh, in their opener. And then since then, they haven't really looked back. I mean, I've been quite impressed. Uh, the recent fixture against Denmark to actually book their spot here. They, were, they did that with some relative ease, I feel. So 
Is there any chance of an upset here? Highly doubted. I'm just looking at a landslide victory for Argentina. You too as well. I, I watched the game against um, Denmark mm. and Denmark had them on the ropes yeah. literally the that entire was, game. Possession, oh possession wise, but I mean, were, you know, was Matt Ryan really tested in goals? Was, you know, was it, I don't know. Um, <laughs> for me, it's again, like I just can't see past Argentina in this one. Mm. Um, I want to just hop on Chad's point about um, Spain and their victory in 2010. I believe they're the only World Cup winners to have lost their opening fixture on en route sure. to winning the World Cup. It, could it be a case here? You know? Yeah. Um, they were... Things are starting to align for Argentina. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think everybody had a cold shower after Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sure that uh, the, the Argentina president could have run the, the riot act to them, you know? But... Um, Against Poland, it was really a must-win. Going into that fixture, that entire group, anybody could have gone through. It was literally all a case of must-win. And they absolutely wiped the floor with Poland. 23 shots compared to Poland's four. Mm, 23. Yeah. Absolute like hammering. 12 shots on target. Just under three quarters of the ball. Mm. Impressive, impressive numbers. I can see more of that against Australia. Like I said, I've watched their group stages. I don't think they... Um, They'd probably be thinking, how did we end up here? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking and that. How did they end up yeah. there? You know, credit to them. Yeah. But, you know, Argentina should just uh, brush them aside with ease. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Argentina and Netherlands then, I suppose, uh, I'd, I'd want to preview this fixture as well because, you know, it sort of falls within that bracket. If you're saying it could go that way, Netherlands into the quarterfinals. No, we're saying it will go that way. Well, there's, there's more confidence. <laughs> yeah. So... If I had to put you in a corner uh, just to say who gets to the semifinals between those two, Chad, what would you say? I think I've I've not really been con- too convinced yet with um, with Netherlands, except for Cody Gakpo. He's oh. been fantastic. I think he's the only player to score in every game in the in the World Cup so far. I think they do have talent in their side, but you know, with with Argentina, their side's a little bit more. Um, together, mm. uh, you know they they fighters. You know the the so Netherlands to get through to USA, but that's the end of the road for them. I think. Well, I think so. Well, look, Argentina have also showed that they are not invincible. You know, mm. there's they they have weaknesses as well, and they will give you opportuni- opportunities, uh, especially if they're going to continue with the likes of Otamendi. For yeah. me, I. He's a he's he's a fantastic defender in terms of what he's achieved and but his experience. But it's not 2014 anymore. It's not 2010 anymore. <laughs> so uh, you know, I I feel like we should have, uh, like the, the you know the, the Man United defender Martinez is so good, mm. and I feel like he should come into the side. I know Otamendi has the has the great um, you know that part of that record that where Argentina were unbeaten in so many games mm. um, alongside um, the other defender now. I can't, I can't get his name, but I know it's not Romero. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I just feel like Argentina. You know, they just need to play Martinez at the back because they do have weaknesses there. But going forward, I think they thre- they threatening. Uh, Dish earlier you mentioned Poland and how they were completely battered and bruised um, in the previous fixture, but they threw to the next round um, as well as another team who could say they were battered and bruised. They lost their last game um, to. Uh, Tunisia, but France meet Poland in the round of 16, both coming into this game off the back of defeats. It's very rarely do you say that in a World Cup game, but 
Yeah, what's your what's your take on this fixture? It's Griezmann time. Is it? Generally, I think it's it's Griezmann time. It's he's been such, the Mbappe show to yeah, date. So it's it's I think he's gonna have well, a much a <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna have a much more advanced role in the, the France squad. Um in the attack rather. Because uh, as you mentioned, the it is Mbappe and Giroud, but I think yeah. I can really see Griezmann um pulling up his socks and really forcing the issue there. Mm-hmm. Um they did feel their second string in that uh game against Tunisia. Yeah. Probably giving their heavy hitters a chance to rest mm-hmm. ahead of um, Poland, who, like I said, just got demolished against Argentina. Yeah. Um, even though they lost that game, they still went through. Um, but yeah, if I just like those numbers tell me that it's France. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think Poland are a bad side, but I, I just think of the quality that France have at their disposal. Didier Deschamps is a, is a winner. Mm. Uh, he, he's been there, done that. He, it's, I think it, it's, it was quite uh, clever of him to uh, rest his, his squad, knowing full well that the group had already been secured. Mm. Um, I, you know, I also like the fact that France are well rested going into this yeah. uh, fixture, which is a huge uh, boost for them as well. Gives them a, 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 a fitness advantage, especially if, if the game. I don't think it will, will, but if the game were to go to ninety minutes. You know, their players, are, they have the fresher legs and they have the quality. I think there's some players who are also, um, you know, like quite, who, who are chasing personal uh, awards like Olivier Giroud. He's tied with Thierry Henry, uh, mm. equaled uh, the amount of goals scored for, for France. And I think this could be his last opportunity even playing in a France jersey. Because yeah. I feel like after the World Cup, they might, they might mm. just not look at him again because what's the point? You know, they need to build for the next. So I think he knows that if he's going to even get become France's all-time leading goal scorer, he'll want to take his chance. I think he will get some opportunities. Kylian Mbappe, like we've said, he's been fantastic. He's been phenomenal. Antoine Griezmann showed uh, his quality as well, that he still has so much uh, to give. I think France also, uh, you know, like a cu- couple of months before the World Cup, we looked at them and we, we labeled them as favorites. Mm. Uh, this was before we knew like about the injuries to Pogba, um, you know, Kante and Benzema. Benzema yeah. France at full strength are frightening force that can actually compete with Brazil, in my opinion, yeah. uh, in terms of squad and quality. So I feel like there's a lot of, they, they know that there's a lot of people that have written them off and, and, and are questioning, uh, and questioning France and they have their doubts. And I think that this is a time to, to put in a statement victory, and I think that they'll get that a statement victory. Yeah. Um, so that's France in the, the you know for the latter stages, the quarterfinals. That you know it's not the first time we'd be seeing that. In fact, they are the defending champions. Uh, what about England and Senegal? Because Senegal have sort of been raising the African flag uh, for the continent. Um, you know, the first African team to qualify into this year's uh, knockout stages, and you know against an England team who. Are possibly starting to find their rhythm now at the best, yeah, best time of the World Cup. Um, you've got Rashford shining, you've got Phil Foden shining, you've got, you know, Harry Kane assisting. He's he's not yet found the goals, but he's a player that just you you can never you know rule him out as one of the top players in the team. And then they've got Saka, Grealish, Sterling as well. So it's going to be a tough task for for Senegal but i feel like the Senegal team can't be written off cheaply like uh, you guys have done for the likes of Poland Australia and um, USA. USA 
I'm not sure if Senegal can be written off mm. as easy as people might think. Um, following uh, Mane's uh, injury, the squad has really gelled together yeah. and uh, probably a case of stand up and be counted. Um, England haven't really um, shut out games. Mm. You know, if you look at their, their group stage fixtures, they conceded mm. two against Iran. Iran in the opening yeah. one. The game against USA, USA Lucky had two. chances. Yeah, yeah chances. Um, it was a better performance um, against Wales, winning 3-0. So that is two clean sheets, I think, for Pickford and England. So, um, but I have for to me, throw that in there. Yeah, <laughs> um, unconvincing, you know. And um, if I look at the, the Senegal forward, um, Ismail Assar, you know, mm. he was a club record signing for Watford mm-hmm. in the English Premier League. Knows that, all these English players exactly, all too well. Exactly. He knows the English game. He knows mm-hmm. the defenders. I'm sure Aliou Cissé is picking his brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like what's, what tactics, how do they play? Yeah. Um, you'll know there's no Calvin Phillips in a team. Jude mm. Bellingham is a, is a German, you know, he's playing the German Bundesliga. He might not um, gel well with, uh, let's say, Declan Rice, you yeah. know. Um, so there is a bit of... Um, you know, I think Senegal do have a goal in them in this one. Um, and uh, Ismail Assar might be the one to get it. You know, his confidence is really high at the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. He obviously won a penalty in the previous game and he converted it, you know, as cool as you like. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a case of no money, no problem. <laughs> uh, no money, no problem. They still have uh, your Chelsea stars, Edward yeah. Mendy, Kalidou Koulibaly, yeah. um, who also know the English game to add to Desha's point. So there's, you know, a couple of players. Yeah. Uh, so Senegal, I suppose, will pose a decent threat to this England team. Definitely. And especially with the fact that England are yet to hit their stride mm. on the world stage. You know, we know the quality that they have. They've got the talent and the quality that should get them through. But looking at Senegal, you just cannot write them off. You know, it's, a, it's been a hiccup. We spoke about Argentina losing their first game. Uh, we went back to 2010 with Spain. Uh, Senegal have bounced back very nicely, scored mm. five goals in their last two games. They looked the part. They've improved. Uh, they, they look threatening uh, uh, going forward. They look solid in the back. Uh, Edward Mendy was after a shaky uh, two games. He's, 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 he's looked a lot better. Um, uh, Kulubali has been fantastic, especially in the last game, mm. uh, scoring a goal also, which gives him so much confidence because, you know, he, it's been a difficult time for him, mm. uh, especially uh, the, the switch to, Ch- to Chelsea. But we know the quality that he is. We know the quality that is in Senegal. We've, t- we've touched on uh, Saw. Um, there's just so much that there's so much quality in the team and there's so much fight in Senegal and I just think that if England are not on top of their game, it, this could be an early exit, mm. and and it could be and it could be one where, um, you know, if they really aren't if they really aren't serious in this game, yeah. and if they take Senegal for granted, which I don't think they will intend to do, but I just feel like this could go against them big time, and I feel like it wouldn't surprise me if Senegal eliminate England. I wanted to be the first to say it, but um, I feel like you've sort of jumped the gun uh, ahead of me. But I think Senegal will knock out England. Wow. They are the African champions. Wow. Stranger things have happened. I think Senegal will knock this England team out and simply because they'll outrun them for sure. And that's one of England's biggest strengths. So if England can find a team who can outrun them, um, I don't think England have the quality to, you know, unlock defences. I think when Senegal... You know, when they decide to shut up shop, um, England are going to find it really tough and they 
you know, Senegal played really, you know, solid high line. Where very aggressive approach. Very aggressive. Very aggressive and, yeah. you know, they'd have to use Rashford on his pace. And, you know, Koulibaly hasn't been in the best of form uh, this season. That move's been hard for him. But one thing he does have is passion and pace. And that's what you need against this English, English uh, team. So I feel like there's, there's an opportunity for Senegal. I'm actually quite confident um, that Senegal are going to take it. That Senegal wow. could go through. Whether I, it's, I won't be that I think, I, I think now is the time for... I mean, from the African nations, at, at, at the start of the tournament, before Mane's injury, everyone yeah. said Senegal is going to go the furthest. And we, and, and we did say that, well, majority said that Senegal... Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be strange if they reached the semi-final yeah. with the quality that they and had. And then when Mane got injured, there was a doubt that came into everyone's mind, which is it's completely normal. When you lose your best player, you, you're not going to be the same. But then they, nothing looked different, really, when you look at Senegal. I mean, the style of play didn't change. Alucisse is still the coach, and he still implements the same sort of tactics and strategy. I feel like the Senegal team, no money, no problems. It's, it's yeah. I, I, I just, think it's going to be a high-scoring fixture. I think so, too. It's probably going to be so the too. one to watch from the, the last, the, you know, the round of 16. Yeah. This yeah. could be the game to watch. I'm sure agents are also watching this because, you know, Senegal being an African country Mm -hmm. will have many European suitors for those players that do stand up in this one and take the fight to England, Mm. which they have shown that they're capable of. You know, I mentioned uh, Watford saw yeah, um, but uh, they are a host of other players that uh, will will fancy their chances, shall we say. And you know what, from all the teams in the World Cup, I think there's only one fan base or one national fan base that are against their current coach. And we saw that in the, the draw against USA. Is that Gareth Southgate got bored, his players got bored, and this is a World Cup where, you know, it's just supposed to be 110% of positivity. And, you know, there's none of that with Senegal. So if Senegal get the first goal, you're going to hear those English fans, you know, jumping mm, on the, the they'll players. Get against, they'll the, they'll definitely. be against them, yeah. And then it becomes a crowd of, you yeah. know, supporting Senegalese and from there it's just going to get extremely tougher. Yeah, no, I look, I, England, I, I do have a soft spot for England. Mm. You know, we watch English football. My team is English. You know, I have a lot of friends that absolute Chelsea English supporters. Uh, but, you know, I just feel like... Well, you're an African, so... I'm an African. <laughs> I'm not a, not a Senegalese, but I'm an African. And I, I definitely want Africa to go to do well in this tournament. Um, I do have a, uh, uh, an African team that are a bit more fancy than Senegal, but certainly you, you, you said it right, you know, at the start of the tournament, everybody was saying Senegal with mm. Sadio Mane, but I just feel like had Sadio Mane been available for this game, I would have been very confident mm. uh, that Senegal would actually ups- upset the English here. But I just feel like without their leading talisman, it's going to be difficult. It wouldn't shock me, but I just feel like they do have enough quality. And every t- and, and with all due respect to to Manchester United fans and Harry Maguire, every time he's in the he's in the lineup, you just feel like there's an opportunity. Mm. And I feel like the the attacking players know that. They look at him and they're like, you know, there's an opportunity. Speaking of Manchester United men, Marcus Rashford has been on fire for them. If yeah. if Southgate doesn't play him. I think England could be in trouble because that's the sort of form that he is bringing but into. But then who does, who does he replace? Because you've got Phil Foden, you've got Saka, you've got Sterling. Kane is undroppable, I get that. But who would be the other winger currently, for you Currently, Foden has played 109 minutes in, mm. in the World Cup. Rashford has played 107, but he's got three goals, 
Nine, he's the leading goal scorer yeah. and he's taken six shots. I think he's the most, um, you know, the numbers tell me yeah. it's Rashford. Yeah. Ahead of or, anyone else. Ahead of anybody else. He's the one that, he's only started one fixture mm. and 107 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's a 90 minute game. Yeah. He's, he's played, you know, he has played in all three fixtures. I'll give him that. Yeah. But honestly, if Rashford isn't in a starting lineup, it could be doom and gloom. Mm. And, and, you know, just Who completes add, that front to me? Well, well, you know, I, nice. I, Rashford certainly has a case. You know, I have to say he has a case. He wouldn't be my pick, you know, mm. when everyone's there. But going on, uh, looking at the his form, performances, yeah, his you know, his form and the way mm. and he's been prolific in front of goal. And when he's come off the bench as well for England, he's come on and he's scored. He's looked lively. He's a live wire. And he's what England need at the moment. Um, but I think what helps his case is, I don't know if Southgate will drop them, but for me, my Chelsea guys have disappointed me. And I'm talking about Mason Mountain, Ryan Sterling. They haven't been, uh, they haven't been good. And I have to be fair enough to say, you know, I would drop those two, those two players in the next game. If I'm an English mm. uh, supporter and I want my team to go through, those guys are quality, no doubt about it, but I would drop both of them. But in terms of a front three, so you've got Kane, um, you, you said Kane, Saka, Foden. Dish? I would go Kane. You, yeah, Rashford. you have to. You've, you you've completed, to, you've completed yeah. two of the three. For me, it won't be um, Sterling. It'll be Foden. Foden or yeah, Saka, I think, basically. So yeah, Foden. probably. Look, if, they want, to very if, aggressive, a, if they want to go very aggressive yeah. on Saka. But the thing is, you need somebody to transition. Yeah, you need to transition the the ball as well. And that's where Foden edges. We're not even mentioning Jack Grealish, by the way. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think he's gonna he's <laughs> yeah. gonna have. If look, Southgate, Southgate might change it up and play yeah. Grealish. I you think know? he's the only player. Okay, Bob uh, Okayo Saka, but only winger for England that could go shoulder to shoulder with one of the Senegalese defenders. Okay, you have a point there. And, I think for his and when you're driving when you're driving at the Senegalese defense, you need someone who can, you know, brush up against them. And I don't think Rashford and, Sterling and, well, or that's, that's probably Saka's downfall as well. Not to say that he's not strong enough and he doesn't get stuck in. But you know, against those, yeah. uh, you know, it could be a. I expect a very physical game against the Senegal, yeah. uh, uh, Senegalese uh, players, and especially the defenders. You look at their mm. backline; they're so big, guys mm. like Kulabali, and you know, I feel like maybe you know. Now that you mentioned it, like he's not my favorite. It's but just Jack a game Rilish, for Jack Relish. Maybe Jack Relish would will feel like you know this is an opportunity to mm. he's to a get some of a, minutes. Bit of an expert at drawing fouls, actually. Yeah. yeah, I think his days at Aston Villa. I think. It, Every English player is an expert <laughs> uh, at drawing fouls. But uh, yeah, it, it does remain to be an interesting World Cup. Um, of course, at the time of recording, not all the round of 16 fixtures have um, you know, been out. So the group stage hasn't, hasn't concluded rather. So there are two teams that have already booked their spots early in the next round that I do want to touch on because personally, these are my two favorites. Um, these are the two teams I feel that are untouchable. Um, and if they were to meet, I Maybe feel like... they'll both win it. I, <laughs> I think if, if they were to meet, I feel like that would be the final um, before the final. And uh, in case you haven't you know, figured out who I'm talking about yet, um, I think, uh, Chad? Yeah, it's Portugal and Brazil. Yeah, um, Portugal and Brazil. I feel like, let's, let's start with Portugal. Yes. Um. Can, can I just say, before, okay, let's start with me actually. Portugal, they've the only team 
who have done something um, from, and this is a discussion we're having off air, uh, I think earlier this week, is they're the only big team or big nation that have injected life into the final 15, 20 minutes or so. You've seen Spain drop off, Germany drop off, um, you know, England. Brazil drop off, England drop off. Yeah. But there's only one team who have done it in both the fixtures they've played so far. Um, obviously, at the time of recording, they haven't played their third, but they're the only team who could have zero shots on target until the 70th minute and end the game with 20. It's, it's just an incredibly insane amount of you know, mileage that they're willing to, to cover and stuff. But yeah, Portugal, I feel like because of that, you know, that resilience to never give yeah. up, we'll see them I must, very far. I must be honest. I, I, I know you were always a fan of Portugal, but I, I genuinely thought that, you know, this, you know, it might, they might have too many, like, you know, it might be past them, this, mm. this squad, you know, there's a lot of aging players, you mm. know, you think of, um, players like um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Pepe, Pepe. Um, but not not so much Ronaldo because he should be in there. But pe- like more defense, mm-hmm. you know. Like you know, not not everyone's a Thiago Silva who can play till like 37, 38 years old. Pepe studied. No, but 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 Pepe is actually. I have to say I, I've eaten eaten my words here because Portugal have been fantastic. They've been so impressive. I just thought that they had a good eleven on the field. They've got quality off the bench. You think of players like uh, Leao from AC Milan who's come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, they are like, you know, the guys who are so ready and eager to get to, to make, to come off the bench and not just say, oh, I played in the World Cup. They're mm-hmm. keen to impress. And you see with, Portu- with the Portuguese players, when they come off the bench, they're looking to, even if it's 10 minutes, maybe I can convince you that I'm good enough to start. Yeah. That's the feeling I get by watching mm-hmm. them. Uh, they don't drop, they don't drop, uh, uh, they don't drop it a notch. They just pick it up even. And I just feel like they do have the quality. I think they've been one of the most impressive sides so far. Bruno Fernandes is, is, is hitting his straps. Has uh, he been the player of the tournament for you? Because I've asked Desh. He's, 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 he's arguably been one of the players of the... Well, argue, definitely one of the players of the tournament, but mm-hmm. arguably arguably the best midfielder uh, at the World Cup. I'd yeah. say that. He's having a very good tournament, actually. Certainly Portugal's yeah, best player. Definitely. There's, there's a lot of talking points when I, when I think of Portugal, mm. you know what's happening with Ronaldo's contract, how that yeah. affects the camp. If you look at that, uh, it was a Fernandez brace against Uruguay, but to the Portuguese Federation rumored to have <laughs> sent evidence claiming uh, that the goal should have been awarded to Ronaldo. Yeah. You know, he hasn't scored from open play in the World Cup as yet. Mm. Is this the game to do it? Um, and uh, in their opening fixture against Ghana, five goal thriller, five yeah. goal thriller that yeah. could have gone to six and, you know, like <laughs> and beyond. You, and yeah, and mm. if you, I'm not sure if you guys watched that, but the closing stages of that game, the Portuguese goalkeeper puts the ball down, yeah. doesn't see the Ghanaian attacker Inyaki yeah. Williams behind him, and it nearly it nearly was a three three. Yeah. yeah. So again, you know, you you mentioned experience, you know, the legs in the team, mm. but that is a rookie error that yeah. should yeah. never happen at a FIFA World Cup. I think there's a. a <laughs> There's no balance between having too much experience to what Chad is saying and to having very little experience to what you're saying because there are players who are there and are doing it for the first time, uh, like Diogo Costa in goals. And, you know, there's yeah. a lot of players. Like he's even very Ra- highly rated, though. He's highly rated. Yeah. And even Rafael Leao that you mentioned and, you know, 
the other players, Jao Felix, and you know, yeah. the, this is a young crop of players. And even yeah. Matthias Nunes, who I'm a huge fan of at Wolves, when he comes off the bench, so much talent there. But I, I get the, the the side of you know no experience, and then maybe it's good that there is you know that yeah. experience of Pepe and Bruno Fernandes and uh, Ronaldo as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how far can this Portugal Portugal's Portuguese team uh, go? All, all the way, really, all the mm. way. Uh, they they probably are for me the second best team mm. in the tournament behind Brazil. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, would you if if you told me that, you know, uh, Portugal won the World Cup and I missed the rest of the tournament, mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me because yeah. of what I've seen in this tournament at Qatar. And I've also uh, we know the quality that they have. And, you know, there's a lot of players that we haven't touched on, guys like Danilo, Guerrero. They are yeah. top players. Uh, uh, Bernardo Silva, mm-hmm. another good player. You know, they have they have quality. Um, they have togetherness because there was a lot of question marks, you know, with whether Bruno and and Paul Pogba, whether they united, whether they, there's, uh, uh, whether the team is, you know, uh, are they, like, is it a, a case of, like, what's happening at Belgium? Mm. Where you know the team is uh, the change room is divided and mm. players are not talking to each other. Did you say Paul Pogba? Did you say Paul Pogba? I thought uh, you know that Paul Pogba hashtag Paul problems. Um, yeah, no, I you know I, I genuinely thought it could be a case of that, but you know it hasn't been that. Well. Yeah, uh, I I thought you were going to throw Pogba's name in there. I was so eager to see where that was going, um, no. but. Uh, Look, the opponents in this one is uh, South Korea, and they aren't pushovers by any mm. any stretch of their imagination. You know, against Ghana, they also had a five goal thriller, mm. which they came out on the wrong side of. But they attempted twenty two shots in that one. Mm. That just that speaks volumes mm. about them. Um, obviously, hard done by the result. I think they come into this one just on one point, which they earned against Uruguay. Um, didn't have. Um, they had 43 possession in that one, but didn't have a shot on target. Yeah. So it's, um, I think they did catch a wake-up call mm-hmm. and uh, they did spring into life against Ghana. Um, and it could be like all to play for in this one. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens, you know, given, as I said, the trouble in Portuguese camp yeah. right now, a lot of questions. Is this the time that, um, that South Korea will stand up um, to what is a European heavyweight? You know they mm-hmm. they have Portuguese. The Portugal have trophy uh, trophies in their cabinet. You mm-hmm. know if you look at their two major tournaments, and I think the nations with this squad actually. Yeah, so it is. It, Portugal should be looking at a at a huge victory, yeah. but I'm not I'm not convinced not because convinced, uh, yeah. yeah, South Korea they um they can still qualify. It's just more on the line for South Korea. Yeah, they can still qualify. They need this one. Um, Portugal have already qualified. So it could be a France-Tunisia situation. It, it, it could be, but um, again, like I think South Korea are in for the W in this one. Wow, sure. I think the only way if that happens is if uh, Portugal dress players. Um, and like play five of them only. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wanna. It's almost like I, a Netherlands prediction. I, I wanna, I wanna ask a question, and it's it's a hard one to answer because of you know the football knowledge that you guys have uh, building up to the World Cup. It you know didn't just start um, you know this this month or well last month. But if you watched international football for the first time at the start of the World Cup. Chad, I'll start with you. If, you. if you watched international football for the first time, 
you don't know about Brazil being favorites. You yeah. don't know about Neymar Jr. You're seeing the World Cup for the first time. Because there are people who do that. They'll watch football for the first time. Yeah. Who has been your favorite team? Well, who would you make favorites based on okay, you so watching football for the first time at this World Cup? I, I would definitely still make Brazil the favorites. But I would definitely say that Africa's best team mm. is Morocco. Sure. Who would you make the favorites, Dish? The favorites? Because I'm... Because when, when Chad... Actually, what made me think of this is when Chad said Portugal have been the second best team behind Brazil. I'm thinking, okay, have Brazil been the best team? And then I'm thinking, actually, probably not. So I think they've done things in a certain way that could lead you to suggest that, you know... Okay, so then can I just say, I know you're looking at on the pitch, mm. like, you know, performances. Yeah. I'm looking at squad still. <laughs> and I'm just like... No, that. you don't know anything okay, about... Okay, okay. Um, well, you're just watching football for the first time. And then perhaps Portugal. As in? Yeah, perhaps mm. Portugal. I decline to comment. Because <laughs> you've watched football all your life. It's really, I'm too close to the sport to say as a neutral. I, I can never utter mm. those terms. Um, and... I'll go Chad's one like, further. Oh, I should have said that. I'll go one further and say that there are no favorites for me. You know, I can look at every single yeah. team and say they can be beat on the day. Mm. Nobody is as good as to be labeled a favorite. Like my prediction for Netherlands to win is just that a prediction. Mm. Yeah. You know, football, it, it not always just... throws like something at you. Know, the ball is round, it's 11 yeah. versus 11. Anything can happen on the day. Yeah. And, you know, if we, we're calling uh, England-Senegal, you know, we, we, some of us feel Senegal, um, yeah. you know. It just shows this, how the quality yeah, of this World it, Cup. Yeah, it is the World Cup mm, after yeah. all. You know this. You mm, know, um, yeah. it's it's just stories of underdogs. You know, you look yeah. at Denmark, I mean, yeah. excuse me, um, Australia yeah. in there, uh, USA Arabia in there. Beating, yeah, yeah. Like, this is the I World Cup, it. guys. There are no favorites. And I said it in the, in the first um, podcast, I'll say it again. I mm. don't think Brazil are lifting it. Wow. Chad, you seem to think otherwise. Though. No, I'm quite confident. Um, yeah. You know, very confident in Brazil. Be- again, maybe it's because I know the players. Yeah. Like, you know, I've seen this squad. Yeah. I know the quality that they have. I know where they, which teams they play for. And, you know, they can really... We were saying this on the, uh, on the previous podcast of how Brazil are so fortunate that they can field two teams and their, fa- their A team, they can actually... Put out a second team mm. that, that will compete and probably still qualify and win the group. Yeah. Um, so you know it's, but then again, also I'm just thinking about it. What a difference uh, uh, a week makes with the podcast. Last time we were praising Herb Renard, and today he's sacked. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, they, he's sacked. So wow, I didn't yeah. catch that headline. Yeah. Um, but on my point for Brazil, you know, as to what. On your hashtag, ABB, anyone but Brazil. <laughs> yeah, thanks for explaining that for the listeners. Um, so my point on Brazil as to why they won't win it is because all you need is one injury to that back line and you'll see the defense crumble. Is they it have the back no, line or the centre-backs in they particular? Have no, there's no backup defenders. Mm. You know, I think there's only Bremer from Juventus. Yeah. That's, you know, if he's going to... Is he gonna replace he's, Thiago he's Silva? He's a highly rated defender, but I, I do. Highly admit, rated, I, but he's not Marquinhos or Thiago Silva. He's also not Gabriel, who I still mm. feel like they really should have brought in. Mm. That was, I think, I'm hoping that they don't pay the price for that. There, they therein, therein lies my point. All yeah. you need is something to happen to that backline, and there could be an implosion in that team. 
I'll tell you what though, Thiago Silva, he's 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 old. He's very old. But, but arguably, one thing is never one thing is never ever done. Uh, yeah. PSG, AC Milan, Chelsea, uh, you name it. I don't remember him being an injury prone player. And and that shows his he's legs. Like almost every game for Chelsea. He plays almost every game, Saturday, Wednesday. It's he's I don't know, like look, I d I don't wanna, you know, I, I believe in jinx and like you know, like touching wood and stuff like that. I d I don't wanna, you know, say anything that would obviously like curse curse him, but I feel like he, he hasn't, you know, been an injury uh, struck player before. Um neither has Marquinhos. I hear you, I hear you. And mm. in fact, I'd say the Brazil defense is better than the Brazil attack. You think know so? they they when I watch them, they haven't they faced up, the shots. They set up so so solid, and there therein lies, you know, another mm. like nugget over there. They haven't had a shot um, levied against them. Yeah. yeah, that's because they are so disciplined, so well trained, and you know, you just that's again, this is football. All you need is one <laughs> can, injury. Can I name my entire my player of the tournament? Though. Sure, I'll have it. Casemiro. Yeah, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Casemiro has Casimiro. been fantastic. He's yeah, been absolutely been, brilliant. And yeah. I think he will walk away with the player of the tournament award and will kiss that. Um, depending on Jules Romay. <laughs> he, he is going to kiss that trophy um, and in Desha's face. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like send you voice notes, post pictures, <laughs> sure. tag you on social media. Yeah, if, um, if that's, if you can yeah. see it, but for me, I can, I yeah. can, I have a small feeling. I think after what Jesse's just said, I'm just worried about Richarlison's tackles. And, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Thiago training. Silva in training. In training, yeah. <laughs> just protect Thiago Silva's legs. But uh, yeah, uh, let us know what you think. If you do agree with uh, what Desh has to say, whether it'll be anyone but Brazil. Um, let us know in the comments or if you agree with Chad and I who seem to be of, of the notion that Brazil will, will win this uh, FIFA World Cup uh, in relative um, with relative ease um, let us know and if your comment does hit the target we will credit your account with the 200 and Hollywood bets uh, voucher <sighs> Dash Chad uh, any final words I know it's, it's the World Cup edition so you know let, let's go Morocco. Let's go Morocco. I've been impressed with them. Mm-hmm. I want to see them continue. Uh, yeah, so let's go with Morocco. For me, don't sleep on the African nations. You know, um, we you guys are very heavy on Brazil. They're playing Cameroon tomorrow. Mm. Again, an, another African nation that'll be looking for a skull like mm. this. Um, and then there's Ghana also in action. So, um, yeah, we are African. And um, it's good to see. You almost tried to convince me that you're an African. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said it with the question. We, we are uh, African. Like I am African, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I will Cam- be behind. Cameroon can still qualify. Cameroon can still qualify. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll be behind one African nation at this mm. World Cup and that's Senegal. Um, I'm not, you know. But you just, also don't really care for England. I'd, I can't stand England. No, you, you've like four Arsenal players in that squad. And well, one's gone home for personal reasons. Ben White's, but yeah, Aaron Ramsdale not playing. Bukayo Saka, you guys just put him out. preferred front three, so <laughs> don't really care too much for this team, uh, mm. to be honest. But yeah, um, I think let's let's end on that note. So it's going to be an interesting, um, you know, knockout round of football, and uh, I'm I'm intrigued to get to it, gentlemen. Until Cheers. next week. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Cheers.